Welcome to Gun Monkeys Nation with your host Josh and Anthony, coming to you from Southern Maryland. Where we bring to you everything Gun Monkeys Nation, including interviews with small businesses and local heroes. So sit back and enjoy the show. What's up, Josh? Jeez, <laughs> man, it seems like it's uh, it's taking us a long time to get here, man. Actually, I think I looked on my uh, little time hop thing, and it's been a year since a we year? started. No way, man! Yep. It, it takes a long time, man. Perfection isn't overnight. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like to just throw anything out there and put out some trash, but yeah, yeah. But uh, man, it's been a long day. What have you been up to? Uh. Cleaning the house, going yeah. to the beach for a couple of days. Yeah, that, that ought to be fun, man. What did you do today? Uh, well, I uh, went to the workshop, picked up some stuff, uh, had a uh, softball game this morning or this afternoon, and helped some friends move, and now we're back here in the office. Well, yeah. <clears throat> for anyone who's uh, tuning in, this is Gun Monkeys Nation podcast first. I guess yeah, you call it the pilot episode. Yeah. Finally, after a year of talking about it, messing around, getting equipment together, and finally sitting down and doing it, even though it's like nine o'clock at night, I think right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's past my bedtime, but uh, <laughs> we'll try to make this fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like our first episode, I wanted to have Anthony as our guest, even though he's co-host too, kind of because the Gun Monkey Nation all stemmed out of Gun Monkey Armory. And Gun and Monkey Armory, as all, you all know, started with Anthony. So I kind of mm-hmm. want to talk to him and see, you know, basically get to know him a little bit in depth more and more. Because uh, I've known him for the last, I don't know, how long has it been? Oh, man. It's got to be at least 10 years, right? Yeah, close to 10 yeah. years. And I've heard little, you know, he's told me about his life here and there. But I've never actually sat down and gotten the whole, you know, from A to Z. Well, we got busy lives, man. We, uh, yeah. you know, you're, uh, you work behind the scenes, uh, Gun Monkeys Armory online and, and everything, and you know, career firefighter and a dad with a with another one on the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> another daughter <laughs> on the way. Yeah. And uh, so this is why uh, we sit here and do this at night. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a lot of the recording done for uh, his other stuff and, and getting everything dialed in. And this will all be edited during nap time. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's another reason why we do it is because, you know, your daughter's asleep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, go ahead and, you know, give me a little introduction about yourself, who you are and what you do. Well, uh, my name's Anthony. I'm 6'1". I'm <laughs> <laughs> Easy on the eyes. Uh, yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah. Amazing <laughs> beard. <laughs> um, well, you know, I'm a local boy in Southern Maryland, you know, born and raised just like you. Um just like uh, most of the people that we know. I uh, left out of here after I graduated high school. Um, I had gone to uh, Leonard Hall Junior Naval Academy for high school. And where is that at? In Leonardtown, Maryland. So it's... um Still there, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, man. <laughs> Isn't that for uh, like uh, bad boys or something? No, 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 no. It's a... Uh, um, there were people that were there because, you know, they were, they were bad, but it was a private school. So, you know, families got to shout out money for it. And most of the kids there, uh, you know, wanted, 
that uh that ROTC lifestyle kind of thing for or the JROTC. Is that what you wanted? Uh yeah. So um when I go back and look at so my mom has like a book of when like for all the kids and their like their first kindergarten picture, first grade picture, and then it has stuff uh like you know what we did that year and then um then it actually there was a part for us to always put in you know like what we wanted to be when we grew up and it started out you know back in second grade i wanted to be a soldier and uh so that, that's kind of like where where it stemmed from then i got smart and you know went other paths and joined the navy <laughs> and uh so um so you know i did the junior naval academy throughout high school uh my mom and uh my dad were real supportive of me joining the military uh took me to bases you know like coast guard bases and andrews and stuff like that so i could kind of kind of see you know how things were going uh my uncle is the only person that i know of uh in my family that um he was in the marine corps um he lives up uh, up north. I don't get to see him as much as I w- I'd like to. So he wasn't too much of an influence on it. Just uh, you know, definitely teased me a lot for wanting to join the Navy. Oh sure. Yeah, but I actually I did that for two years, and then I graduated high school out of uh, McDonough, out in Pomfret. So that's uh that's pretty. Is it Pomfret or Pomfret? Pomfret. <laughs> I don't know. I call it Pomfret. So whatever. Now, I, now you how, said that you you wanted to be. You know, you wanted to be a soldier. Did you know what you wanted to do? No, no, I just, just you just wanted to be. I've a, always had that patriotic mentality. I mean, it's uh, um, you know, my family uh, has always been in like the public service. My father was a career firefighter in Arlington County, Virginia. Uh, my mom, she was a volunteer EMT in District Heights, and then became uh, a school teacher. Um, my older sister is a police officer. And, uh, <laughs> and that's, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's, uh, she's a police officer in DC. Um, uh, well, she works like the whole metro area. And, uh, so that's kind of something that, you know, my parents always like, you know, instilled in us is like, if you can do something to help somebody out or, uh, you know, do something that isn't for you, you know. I feel Kinda. like, especially nowadays, that's, there's a lack of that. It's, oh, it's yeah. the me generation. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, there's a, you know, w- when I was in high school, I joined the um, uh, the fire cadet class. That's when I became a rescue technician at the fire de- local volunteer fire department. And uh, and that's uh, about the time when I made my decision that you know the Navy was uh, was the right way to go. Now this is graduating high school or no prior, uh, prior to um, senior year of high school. I actually went to MEPS uh, with a Marine Corps recruiter. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Your body would have turned out so much different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, I'm one to talk about. You know. Hey, yeah. So actually, um, the Marine Corps recruiter stood me up. He was supposed to pick me up and uh, take me up to uh, the. I can't remember if it was uh, the medical portion or the ASVAB. I can't remember if I had already taken that. And uh, the 
um, secretary. I'm sitting out front of McDonough, which if you know about it, anything about that school, it's kind of actually the side of the building. Yeah. And uh, so I'm sitting out front, and the secretary from the office, some lady, she comes out, and she says, uh, are you Anthony? And I said, yeah. And she said, the Marine Corps recruiter uh, is not going to be able to pick you up, so you're going to have to find another way home, and he'll pick you up from your house later. As he was saying that, a Navy recruiter was coming out of the front. Sniped of, you. <laughs> got him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, you know, I can give you a ride. You know, I'm a Navy recruiter. And, yeah, you know, I get in that government vehicle, and he starts driving me home. And he said, well, why would you want to join the Marine Corps? And, you know, I can't remember what I told him, but he's like, well, let me tell you. tell you, Oh, I wanted to be. <laughs> uh, so there's a, uh, there's. <laughs> not to get off track too far, but there's a movie. And uh, so in senior year of high school is is uh, when I actually made my decision what I wanted to do in the military. And um, I wanted to shoot a machine gun out of a helicopter <laughs> <laughs> and yell, get some. Uh, so the uh, the Navy recruiter was like, hey, man, we got we got that, too. <laughs> Everybody's got it. Yeah, <laughs> right? You're going to do it. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, this is, uh, this is, um, you know, pre nine 11. So, uh, you know, nothing, you know, big was going on and I was like, okay, well, whatever. So I go up to maps that, yeah, I, I did take the test with the, the ASVAB with the Navy, um, scored like ridiculously high on it and they conned me into going into the, uh, um, uh, the nuclear program. Well, did they give you some options? Uh, no, they didn't. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> oh, you scored, uh, it was like a 90-some percentile or whatever they said. And, um, so rocket surgeon you yeah, are. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, uh, so, you know, you qualify for the to take the advanced placement test. And so I took the advanced placement test, and they said, okay, well, you qualify for the nuclear program. And I was like, oh, that's great. And, um, you know, I... Uh, did have helicopters? Yeah, yeah, nuclear <laughs> helicopters, right? And um, so uh, then that actually uh, didn't work out, and uh, <laughs> which uh, you know I, I was uh, I was young and dumb. I I got a uh, um, reckless driving. I got pulled over for reckless driving graduation night of high school. <laughs> so I ended up uh, going into um, advanced electronic technical core. It was uh, working on circuit boards and and resistors and stuff like that to be a fire controlman. Did they have helicopters? No, they didn't have helicopters either. So um, they, I did that. I went to Great Lakes, uh, aka Great Mistakes, <laughs> some people call it, um, and uh, I uh, finished boot camp. I went to. Um, to NTC, which is uh, right across the street for the Tech Core program to learning how to diagnose uh, problems on circuit boards. Um, I did that for about eight months and uh, went into Fire Controlman A School, which uh, Fire Controlman sounds like you know pretty cool, pretty cool job, but you're literally working on large weapon systems and you know fixing that stuff and. I uh I was you know 18 years old and they sent me to night school 
was there was the first time they were trying this out fc nights sounds miserable yeah it was man so our barracks duty officers they 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 said that uh they didn't care if that we were in class at night you know early in the morning they wanted us up cleaning the barracks you know going to pt and stuff with everybody else and not giving us time to study it was a horrible horrible program um except for you know people that pass the program obviously don't say that but i uh i failed out um i got sent back set back a week because i failed the test for synchros and gyros uh which is like it's like witchcraft it, it's it's like a second language yeah yeah but so the way that a gyro works is it like it spins and it doesn't stop or something like that and i said it's like sounds like magic or witchcraft and you shouldn't be telling me how it works because obviously you don't know yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> well uh, from we'll my understanding search. my understanding that's how it worked <laughs> well i didn't understand it so. i didn't get to chapter two <laughs> yeah exactly so uh now um, like through through all this were you like were you looking at the path you were taking and what you're doing, you're like, man, you know, were you regretting it or were you like, you know, I'm just going to keep on plugging along. Yeah. I find something that fits. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of what happened. Um, kind of got away from the whole helicopter part. And, uh, when, when you're in this tech core class, what they do is the top five people that in the, in your class. So out of, out of, uh, like 25, 30 people, um, so the top five uh, get to pick. So if they want to be an electronic technician or if they want to be a fire controlman. So those are the two jobs that split off of this tech core that we that we took. It's like like eight months of tech core. And um, the bottom five of the class had to follow along with whatever those people picked. And then they went. ETFC, 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 all the way down for the rest of the other, you know, the other 20 people. So I was somewhere in the middle. So they got to me, FC. I'm like, cool, that's what I wanted. I didn't want to be working on circuit boards. If it were, if I was going to be working on circuit boards, it was going to be for weapon systems. Mm-hmm. So do that. They end up sending me to the ship uh, undesignated because I flunked out of FC school. <laughs> so you're just there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really can't it's, do anything. But it's he, pretty he's much here. they send you to a two-week seamanship apprentice training. <laughs> All right, so you learn pretty much how to paint, how to mop, and how to um, uh, heave line, man. <laughs> like just pulling pulling all the mooring line up, and and literally that's what they do. And um, when when you become the undesignated. When an undesignated grows up, they become a bosun's mate. So you probably have you heard of that term before, bosun's mm-hmm. mate? So bosun's mate is the guys that are the NCOs, non-commissioned officers that are in charge of the undesignated guys. So it's a promotion. <sighs> sort of. Compared to what you were. Yeah, oh definitely. <laughs> I didn't do it though. Okay. Yeah, I was smart. I was like, um, as soon as I can get out of uh out of this area, you know, painting and stuff like that, I will. So I I got to the ship USS Denver LPD nine, um, sounds familiar. The, the late, yeah, <laughs> the late USS Denver. It's since uh, been decommissioned. Um, you know, I was in deck department, and uh, told them about like what I did, you know, prior to the fire department and stuff. So and where was this the ship out of? Stationed out of Thirty Second Street, um, San Diego. 
So, so you went from was it Michigan? Uh, Great Lakes, Illinois. Illinois, yeah, North Chicago to California. So I mean, things are looking up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh, so they give you a wish list. They give you a wish list. They're like, okay, so if you could pick a duty station, what do you want? So you get to pick three. Three, um, well, you get to pick six. Three overseas and three, you know, stateside. So I picked like Pensacola. Um, I picked uh, um, Navy Yard and I picked um, Norfolk. No, because, you know, I'm local. Yeah. And then my overseas ones were all Europe, I think. And, um, the uh, funny thing is, is that I got sent to San Diego, which is like Lisa said, "Oh, this is cool." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they so pretty much half of the class, the seamanship apprentice class, got sent to the same ship. So I'm sure, like a month ahead of time, before they even had us make this wish list, <laughs> like they already knew where they were going to send that class. They're like, "Okay, these guys need to go to the it's Denver." Formality. Yeah, yeah. So we get there. I meet some amazing people that I'm still friends with today. Um, uh, we were all in deck department together and waking up at two o'clock in the morning, swinging boats, chipping paint and heaving line. And uh, they sent me to damage control, like the damage control section um, and to meet all the DC men, which are the, uh, the firemen on the ship. Everybody's a shipboard firefighter, but there's guys that obviously take, take the lead. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and handling stuff. And those are the DC guys, DCs. So those guys were cool and everything. And then I saw the gunner's mates. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those guys? The They're walking mates. around. They got boonie hats on, you know, um, they got, you know, camo on, on the ship and carrying around machine guns. And I'm like, <gasps> Wait, this is like what I really wanted to do, <laughs> you know? And uh, so I met up with those guys and uh, took the test and uh, became a gunner's mate. Now, to take that test, you just you just ask, hey, I want to take this test. Yeah, so in the, in the military, you have to put these request shits in for everything. You got to, you know, take a dump. You got to put a request in for it pretty <laughs> much. Um, so these guys, uh, they were like, yeah, you know, put the request in to go OJT or uh, on the job training to the, uh, I didn't get too far out of deck department. They were third division <laughs> deck department, but, uh, they didn't have any bosses made. So they were, that was cool. Um, so I get, I get the OJT approved and I get sent to third division deck department. Lo and behold, it's the FCs and the GMs. So <laughs> I get to hang out with all the FCs, uh, on the ship and, you know, great guys and still friends with them today. Um, and a couple other buddies from deck department from, from that were undes with me, uh, came over, requested OJT too, uh, talking about everything and, and, uh, cause we still lived in the same birthing. Mm-hmm. So still hung out with those guys after hours and stuff. And they, uh, so I conned two people into coming to third division with me and, uh, we all three became FCs together. I mean, uh, gu- uh gunners mates together and, uh, that was a that was a blast, man. Got now, to got to do some really awesome stuff with those guys. Now, is, would you say the advantage of having on the job training versus going to a school? Like, what you know, what kind of learner are you? So I'm more hands on than anything. Uh, I'm not the kind of person to pick up a book and read it or used used to 
not be that kind of person. Um, so the hands-on stuff, um, you know, I could pay attention to it better. Uh, I get sidetracked pretty easily. Reading a book, I could just close it and move on with something else. So I really enjoyed the on-the-job training. And, and that's like uh, in the fire department, you know, a lot of the stuff is hands-on. So, you know, that's why, uh, you know, I enjoy that part too. And what kind of uh, weapons, like experience, have do you have at this point? Okay, right so um, besides like handguns and stuff, uh, so my first introduction to a handgun was actually on the ship OJT <laughs> with the gunner's mates. And uh, it was the M9, uh, the Model 92 uh, Beretta, 9mm, um, uh, which you, you're familiar with that because you see me carrying it every day. <laughs> I still carry it to this day. I carry M9A1, actually. Um, so uh, got certified with that, um, became an armorer with that, with the uh, M14. Uh, it's uh, the military. It's one of those assault rifles. Oh, yeah. It's scary. It's an M14. is a 308 version of uh, semi-automatic and full auto of the M1A, Springfield Armory M1A, um, which is banned behind more, enemy lines. More, more. <laughs> yeah. So that's a banned firearm in, uh, in the state of Maryland. Um, got certified with uh, the... Mossberg 590, bad gun. You're familiar with that. You're familiar with the civilian version. Uh, with the um, Mark 38, that's a uh, 25 millimeter chain gun. It's pretty badass. Sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I want to say that was probably the most expensive, you know, firearm I ever worked on. Um. Then uh, the 50 cal, so the Ma Deuce, everybody calls it the Ma Deuce. It's a Browning uh, M2HB, M2 heavy barrel, um, made by Browning. It's a 50 caliber machine gun. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then the M60, the M79. Um, what else do we work on? I think that's pretty much it. While we were well, I mean, that's a good list to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially you know, nineteen years old, not not having any firearms background. My mom, mm -mm, no guns in the house. Wouldn't think, let me yeah, shoot. Yeah, because she 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 even what she wanted mace. Yeah, <laughs> instead yeah. of a gun. <laughs> like if you're not gonna get a gun, at least take something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that was uh that was what I got trained on and and uh. So what what was your job as a gunner mate when it came to those? those weapons so the gunners mates they maintain them they store them so we're the armorers on the ship so anytime there's any preventive maintenance that needs to be done we take care of it it's scheduled we call it pms uh, planned maintenance schedule so any other preventive maintenance that had to be done on any of the firearms i was um we, we were all designated a specific weapon to work on and mine was the mark 38 so that's what i i my pms for the day was to maintain the um, starboard side Mark 38. That's right side. Right side Thank Mark you. 38. Yeah, no problem. And uh, um, that was uh, that was it. Uh, the guy that I took over um, the Mark 38 from, he was uh, on the way out to head to Mini Buds for um, uh, it's Mini 
Um, it's like a shorter version of uh, basic underwater demolition seal school, and it's set up for SWIC, the um, the guys that drive the speedboats for the seals and pick them up out of hot extractions. Sounds like a cool job. Yeah, that's a badass job. <laughs> yeah, they like jump out of freaking helicopters with boats and machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, so um, he uh, yeah, so he was leaving the ship to go to. Uh, to go be swick and then um we uh so i took over his gun mount that was it now i was on that one for my regular pms stuff but then when we were deployed uh most of the time i was the starboard forward starboard 50 cal mount yeah gunner up there and that was that was a uh, that was a fun time sitting there behind a machine gun so hours at a time. How long were you stationed on the Denver? So the rest of my yeah, rest of the time I was so three years. Rest of the time I was in. So d- I mean, basically, you know, you you just dealt with weapons all day. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, well, we we uh, dealt with weapons until we were done with the day, not all okay. day. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We uh, ten o'clock in the morning, and we were taking trash to the. Uh, to the to the pier <laughs> and then uh that trash bag was just pretty much had our book bags in it or whatever and dipping out a little so rum springer yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah sneaking off the quarter deck and and you get those bosun mates man they had those undes guys painting the side of the ship till like you know eight nine o'clock at night and yeah i wasn't i wasn't about that life <laughs> so you know you're I guess what it was it came up time for reenlistment. No, so oh uh, yeah, um, when uh, I want to talk about the uh, my deployment first. Uh, oh, okay. so yeah. So uh, I did do a Westpac while I was on there, and uh, Westpac is a Western Pacific deployment, and um, we uh, had um, a VBSS team that uh, we were on visit board search and seizure so that was like the best part of being a gunner's mate was being on the uh the vbss team so i want to just throw that in there you can throw whatever you want in there. oh okay uh, um with my uh rescue technician training and uh and i'd gotten into like climbing and rappelling they uh they asked anybody if they have any like climbing experience so i became the lead climber on the team um and then uh like that that was the guy that climbed the connex boxes of the containers on the ship and i set up like rigs i was the first one over the over the side when we were climbing on board of the container ships and it was a uh, it was pretty interesting man it was that was a pretty exciting job if you saw the the video of um uh the Coast Guard guy on the sub on the sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a, I, I can Monday morning quarterback that video all day long, but um, that's kind of like what, like we did just not on, not on a local level. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't stick my face down a hatch. <laughs> you know, you never know until you try. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So how old are you by the time, you know, after your three years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, I did, um, uh, I was living in Oceanside, uh, and I was dating a girl in Oceanside, California. Uh, we ended up getting engaged. 
and um, the ship was doing a deployment, and then um, word on it, word on the street was we were transferring duty stations. So she said that she didn't want me to re-enlist, and I listened and didn't <laughs> re-enlist, man. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do when I got out. I yeah. just, I had a couple ideas. Like, I, I signed up for California Highway Patrol. You know, I was working on vehicles, you know, as a mechanic and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I didn't last that much longer with it. Like, two years after I got out, <laughs> and she was out of my life, and I was like, Shit. <laughs> now what? <laughs> well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was kind of it. So did you, did you stay out in California longer, or, or once things were done, were you like, okay, you know? Oh yeah. One as soon as um as soon as uh our relationship was over, I I planned on moving home. I just uh, my dad uh knew a guy at a um at a uh, uh one of, an owner of a car dealership that had mechanics, and so I had a job lined up as soon as I as soon as I came back. And I stayed with them for a couple months, and then me and my friend got a, a apartment or a townhouse. So that's that's how that's my story. How I moved back to good old <laughs> Southern Maryland. So now you're and, you're back in Southern Maryland. Yeah. And you know, we know you know we we have gun on monkeys armory right yeah. now. Yeah. So how like what? How long did it take you to get there? And and what was your thing where you're like, oh, you know what? I want to get back into guns. Yeah, so that was uh, that had always been a passion of mine, you know. After I got out, um, you know, I just I loved guns, you know. I, I was a gun guy now, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, that's a little inside joke. And uh, so um, I wanted to I wanted to kind of you know get back into you know helping people out, you know, doing something bigger than myself, right? It's kind of the reason why I joined the military. So I went back to the firehouse and joined the firehouse, uh, same firehouse I was at. Uh, this was in um, 2006. And, uh, you know, got my EMT again because I let my EMT expire and then uh, became a paramedic. And I ended up getting a job as a medic and uh, I did that for 11 years, man. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but then like you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I know, man. I'm thinking like I got, I I took my I just EM wasted eleven years of my life. Oh yeah, it wasn't a waste. I <laughs> love yeah, I love the job. <laughs> I met some amazing people. Um, I became a um, a medic on set at uh, Nitro Circus uh, with Travis Pastrana and all his uh, all his goon, his goon squad. Those guys are awesome, and uh, met amazing people there. And um, then. I also uh, worked down at Bud's Creek, you know, motocross track as a medic down there. Uh, got to do some really cool stuff for the uh, the company that uh, that I worked for, and uh, still volunteered as a firefighter and paramedic. Did that in Calvert County, Charles County, um, and uh, so I mean, it wasn't a waste of time. I think it. Uh, I think you know, I mean, it gave me the opportunity to do to have the time to get gun monkeys started, you know, being, you know, on rotating schedules, you know, shift work kind of stuff. So I was, I was able to have the extended period of time off to where I was able to focus on, you know, doing what I love doing, working on guns. So, um, you, what year did you start gun monkeys? Okay. Well, what year did you 
get into me like you know what you know i think i want to start a business so in 2014 i started working on guns for friends uh you know they're they're um well maybe it was uh maybe it was 2013 because it was yeah it was around the time when they uh when they had the ban and uh they were putting the band together um the fire the Sorry, I say ban, but it was the Maryland Firearms Safe Act, and it was when Obama was trying to ban guns and everything, and uh, banned AR-15s, and uh, you know a bunch of us went out and bought those uh, the lower receivers. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bought the lowers, and I bought eighty percent lowers, and you bought an AR too. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Paid way too much. Yeah, uh, it was like a seven hundred dollar AR, and uh, it was a Bushmaster XM15, but it was going on the ban list, and it was one of the in AR-15 that Obama was trying to ban. So um, I was, uh, <laughs> I told I told my wife, I was like, hey, you know, I really need to get a rifle. And she's like, okay, fine. And like, I didn't tell her how much it was. And then boom, <laughs> next day, like I'm literally in bed and I roll, I literally just roll over and hit that buy now from some gun shop in Texas. And I paid $1,900 for a $700 AR-15. I'm going to say shame on any gun store for price gouging yeah. people, oh. especially during... Shame on any any company for price gouging because it's taking, yeah. taking advantage of, you know... Of the time yeah, and exactly. what's going on. Like, yeah. You know. Yep. Yeah, I know every once in a while there's a scare, you know, with ammo, but, you know, um, kudos... To, I will say this, and it'd be the only kudos that I give them. Walmart never price gouged. They did limit the amount of ammunition you could buy but you could still go get the three dollar you know box of 50 50 oh, I, rounds of i still 22. remember uh standing in line at dick's before yeah. they opened first yep. come first serve they put a list on the door this is what we got you're yep. allowed one box of these and one box of these and one box of these and they didn't price gouge either no, they did. yeah so it was it was all the local shops that were doing it and you know this was a local shop in texas and and it was literally a 700 dollars ar-15 normally and i'm and their price online was, you know, nineteen hundred dollars, man. Yeah, I hope they're out of business now. <laughs> by the way, now um, I remember on a, my bachelor party, we went down to uh, North Carolina. What, this is this what, was before. What year, what year was that? This was. Is it before the ban? You're gonna you're gonna make mad make <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> uh, this, it was two thousand. It was two thousand three ish. I think no, no two thousand three. Or I mean, sorry. <laughs> 13, 14. You were no, it was, it was, it was, it was after the ban. So because, 2014. Yeah, it was 2014. Yeah. Or 2013, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, I think the, the weekend that we all almost went to federal penitentiary. <laughs> yeah. That's a different story. But uh, we had gone down there and we went to a local gun shop because we were all taking our North Carolina uh, concealed carry course. Yeah. In Virginia and North Carolina concealed carry class. And uh, it was a guy that was, he had, I guess the guy, the owner had worked for Blackwater. Oh, he was there. He was their armorer. Oh, yeah. And there was another Navy guy there too. Yeah. That was and what it was. Like I saw you, you know, we went in there and you're looking at all the goods. You're like, oh yeah, this, 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 this. And you know, cause you were talking about uh, your Bushmaster that you had. Yeah. I think you even brought it with you. And, um, you know, I just saw that like, you know, Hey, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. You know, like I, I never knew that side of you cause I, I knew you before then. Yeah. And we had never really talked about guns. Like I've, I've owned guns, not, you know, not nothing fancy, but we've never really talked about it. I didn't know how much of a gun guy you were. 
Well, you have a fancy AR-15 now. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> it only took, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five years? Yeah. Six years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I had a blast up there. You know, we met those guys from uh, from Blackwater. It was, a, a, uh, I think it was Academy yeah. at the time. Uh, I think that they had already changed their name. Uh, and then they um, they had a uh, private uh, range that uh, they took us to, and that was uh, that was pretty fun, man. We had a good time, and uh, thank God Darren was there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, now by that time, did you already have your FFL? No, no, I was uh, I was strictly just buying up guns, man. I was stockpiling ammo. I had ammo cans full of you know. All mixed match AR-15 bo- ammo, you know, like five, five, six, two, two, three, um, different manufacturers. Because at the time, you know, you, it was, you it, got you, what you could you get. Got, yeah, exactly. You couldn't just like, oh, I'm gonna buy two thousand rounds of, you know, Tula only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we had Tula <laughs> ammo there. Yeah, it was, it was. You just get what you can get, and uh, so I, yeah, I was just stockpiling and customizing my own stuff, you know, in my garage. And uh, like people said, they needed help with their rifles or shotguns or handguns or anything. I just helped them out. So, and uh, I ended up getting my LLC in I think 2015. Prior to your FFL, maybe it was maybe it was late 2014. No, it was 2015. It was uh, like April 2015, and I. Uh, yeah, it was prior to the FFL. <laughs> so what were you thinking? So, like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna help people out, and then like, oh wait, I need, yeah. to, I need a little paperwork so I don't get a knock on the door. Well, no, actually, I didn't even think about that. I was just like, uh, well, I would try to get distributors, so or like uh, companies that I could just get parts from and stuff like that at, at cheaper prices because you know I'm buying all these parts for people. So I'm doing that, and they're like, oh, you need a tax ID. I'm like, okay, how do I do that and research that? Okay, to get a tax ID, you have to have a company. And I was like, okay, what's the best kind of company to, to start? And so, you know, that's when I started the LLC. And uh, I had uh, thrown around a couple names, and Gun Monkeys came, came to mind. So I, uh, I, I ran with that, and uh, there was a lot of people that were like, what? Well, you didn't you didn't explain yet what gun gun monkeys came from. Okay, yeah. So uh, we had a master chief on our ship, and uh, he um, whenever the I used to go to his office. He was a cool guy, I, you know. Not because I was in trouble. Um, I mean, I went up there when I was in trouble, but I went up there and hung out with him all the time. And uh, he was a he was an old salty sailor man. Um, and uh, so whenever you know, somebody would say, Hey, you know, you know, I want to be a part of a gun shooter. Somebody would come to him and say, Hey, you know, they, they say, you know, where to talk to the guys. Cause his office was right across the mess decks from ours. And, uh, he's like, no, nah, I go over there go talk to those gun monkeys, you know, like, like, uh, like a wrench monkey or a grease monkey or something like that. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it just stuck in my head and, um, you know, it just so happens that it's, you know, GM, you know, yeah. GM stood for gunner's mate. And, uh, that was the rating. I was a GM three. And when, um, so when I was thinking about names, I was like, Oh, you know, GM armory is like what I was thinking of. And 
I was like, ah, you know, I'll just call it gun monkeys, you know, like, cause nobody's going to gunners made armory, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't sure, you know, how many people would, uh, that would, you know, attract. Yeah. And so I said, you know, people, people will like that. It stands out and uh, it's got a cool little story behind it. And they actually called like back in the day, like on the, like with, you know, old ships, you know, and cannons and stuff like that. The, uh, the gunners mates. Um, were called gun monkeys and powder monkeys. So the powder monkeys were the young guys that were down there because they come out covered in powder. They're bringing all the powder up for the cannons. And so that was a, uh, it actually has a little bit of history behind it. Well, I'm glad you went with gun monkeys, not powder monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would have been a little bit harder to explain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I, finally I get all this stuff, right? I get the LLC, I get the name. And, uh, you know, I got, I got companies that were, you know, sending me all these parts at like huge discounts. Right. And then I, one of the companies was like, um, you know, you need to have an FFL too. Cause they'd asked, they said, send your FFL. I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, FFL. And, uh, so I did some research, and lo and behold, you can't be gunsmithing without having an FFL. And, it, and it's funny because there's, the, I guarantee you, there's a bunch of people that have, you know, are big time manufacturers now that started small, like you, helping friends out. Yeah. And the next thing you know, it's like, wait a minute, you know, I need, I, you know, I need to have a piece of paper that tells me I can do this. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going off of, you know, what I knew and, you know, doing research and taking classes and stuff like that. And, Cause the industry changes. You know, I mean, you mm-hmm. know that from the, just this short time that we've been working together that, you know, you got to stay up on it. You know, people, uh, people come out with new stuff every day. Yeah. Not yeah. all good, but <laughs> yeah. Like some stuff's pretty cool. Some stuff's pretty cheesy. Where's, where's your rifle at? <laughs> it's, it's up in bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's sleeping. Yeah, it's so you get your FFL and did you have any in- intentions you're like oh i'm just gonna get this so i can work or you're like you know no no man i was still a medic dude i was still working as a regular paramedic and um you know you know had the whole you know dad life you know my son and um and i was like you know just working on guns in the uh in the garage what was the first gun that you bought with your was it a personal or oh man i yeah, dude, it's been we sold so many guns. I don't even remember. You had to go back to um, the uh, original A and D log. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I want to say, I want to say it was Reds, and he got a rifle from me. Reds is a nickname of one of the guys at the firehouse. I think he got, yeah, I think he got a twenty-two from me. So that was yeah, that was and and uh, that was the first rifle. And I tried to sell handguns, and lo and behold, you got to get a special license for that, too, in Maryland. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? You mean you can't just go walk in and be like, hey, give me 10 of those. Yeah, no. Nah. I'm going to sell them. No. Nah. So I, you had to become a Maryland regulated firearms dealer, and I had to go up to Baltimore and take a little training class, and there's tons of uh, paperwork that have to be done. And I think, um, I think the fire chief, uh, well, one of the fire chiefs, uh, Ryan um, bought a Glock, I think it was, and I think that was my first uh, handgun transfer. So Reds and Ryan uh, were the two that uh, 
that bought the first uh first firearms from me the um yeah then then it just got crazy from there I'd like, turn the downstairs office into like storage. I had boxes of guns everywhere. You was, had you had aisles in your garage. Oh yeah. <laughs> I went uh I I saw a store was closing. It was uh the Christian bookstore and I went and bought like the the aisles that they had and uh set it up in in my garage and had, you know, guns hanging up on the wall in there and uh ended up putting a Google account on with my home address. By appointment only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I'm pe- looking for gun monkeys. Yeah, yeah, people just like knock on the door and be like, hey, is, is this gun monkeys? I'm like, yeah, meet me around back. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go open a garage. <laughs> yeah, I'd open the garage door and it was like oh. We're open for business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So people would like look around and, and it was really cool because like the front or well, the back part of the garage where the garage door was, they, they came in. That was the uh, like the, the, the store. Right. And then just forward of that was the gunsmith shop and they got to see everything, everything. All the stuff was a mess and, you know, had parts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. They come in and be like, hey, do you have that part? And you're like, oh, let oh. me check inventory. Just <laughs> lean back a little bit. Be like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. And uh you know, if I was doing any machining, like the pieces of metal going everywhere and, you know, again, when you walk through the shop, just make sure you have safety, safety shoes and eye protection when, you, when you're in my store. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kelly wasn't a big fan of that. And it was, and it was still a garage too. So you still yeah. had all your personal. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um yep I ended up getting like those shelves and and this and was a one car garage by the way too no it's two car oh it was two yeah yeah it's oh. two car garage come on man okay. it was two a, two Prius it was, it was tight too <laughs> it was a two, two Prius <laughs> it definitely now it only fits one but you know with all the all the crap that I had in there and that was even before the gun shop but uh yeah when uh, we first moved in I was able to put my um my Dodge Ram in there and uh, her car. Yeah, but able to fit them both. We weren't able to get out of the cars, but <laughs> oh well. Yeah, we were able to get them in. Now I remember. I guess it was what 2018. I don't know, because uh, I'd always known that you know you had talked about like once you got your FFL and started doing some transfers with people about wanting to do a gun shop, and you know we we didn't fall out of contact, but we weren't talking to each other like all every day because we we used to work together. We didn't work together anymore. Yeah, you decided to become a professional fireman and. <laughs> And gave up the tick life and, and, uh, and then got married and, you know, we're doing your own thing. No, I yeah. get it. Yeah. But, um, text me and be like, oh yeah, I'm starting the store. Do you want to help out? Yeah. I'm like, oh wow, this guy's really doing it. Like I, like I know you talked about, it. I'm like, oh, I figured it'd take him a couple of years and stuff. I'm like, but no, this was 2017. Happening. 2017 was when I got the, uh, the building. Yeah. And I mean, you didn't even, uh, I mean, I, I guess I, I went there for an interview and, like I, I own guns, and by yeah. owning guns, I like I owned a couple Glocks and you know shotguns, but you know I, I didn't know much outside of the scope of what I owned. Yeah, and um, you know he sat down there and be like, okay, tell me what these three guns are. I'm like, I, well, I know that one's a 1911, and then one was the uh, Sig P320, which I didn't. That was a brand new it. gun at the time. Yeah, yeah. and then. Uh, I can't remember what the third one was. I think it was a some kind of twenty-two or something. Yeah. You know, like just tell me about these. And I'm like, well, I know that's a 1911. And then I'm like, well, I don't know what the rest of these are. 
Yeah. And you're like, okay, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? I don't remember, man. Yeah. I, yeah. It's been so long. Well, it's only you're like, been you're, two you, years. Yeah. You gave me like, just write down what you know about these. Yeah. And I don't know, like, you know, I guess, I guess you were just trying to see, but I mean, it shows like, you know, in business, it's not always the person that knows. It's like how you got the on the job training. Anyone yeah. can get on the job training, but you know, it's, it's more of the person or who they are and, you know, right. Yeah. All the, like, I guess, you know, you trusted me and you're like, you know, I, I can teach him what he needs to know. Right. Yeah. So all the guys that, uh, that, um, that I did that, uh, what was it like four, four of us total? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it was you and two other guys and I asked everybody the same, the same thing. And I wanted to kind of get to see where you guys were, as being gun guys and uh um we uh we had um we had so backstory we had one of those guys who uh he just <laughs> he knew he's just i'm not a gun guy i mean this guy is like he he taught me how to shoot my first rifle you know and and he has way more guns than i did at the time and i'm opening a gun shop and he was like, I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, you, you are. <laughs> you own one gun, you're a gun guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, and I didn't want to have to go over something that you already knew. So, you know, if you were familiar with this and you know what things were, then I kind of needed to know where you were at, you know, coming into the shop. So you were hired, you know, before you even walked in. You know, but it was, it was you know, I kind of I just want to see where you were at. And he's and like, you know, afterwards, he's like, okay, well, you know, those are the guns. And then you slid over 4473. He's like, what do you know about this? It's <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same way, man. And ATF mailed me all those. I'm like, jeez. I'm like, so what do I do with them when I'm done? They're like, <laughs> yeah. you keep them. Like, Where? Where? I don't, I'm not a, <laughs> yeah. I don't scrapbook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, that was the most interesting part. I'm like, well, where am I going to keep them now? Now, obviously I'm, I'm, set up for that now but uh yeah so that was that was fun man and doing all that demo at the shop and yeah so the the shop originally for those who have been in it now it's basically it's one open room we have a yeah. back storage space small office on the left side when you first walk in and a bathroom but before it was the office and you walked in and there was a you walked into a small room that was like the was, lobby yeah and then there was two additional rooms yep and then the back room and then the bathroom and there was actually that was a full bath. It was it had a shower in it. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> yeah, no, <it> was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently, the previous tenants said, "Like, oh, you know what? I could live here." <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. They had the other rooms set up as bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's like, "This is it." And you know, you we walk in there, and obviously, you had and your idea of you know what you wanted it to be. And stuff like that. And, you know, it's like, well, let's just start knocking down walls. And we tore, well, I guess it was only two walls down. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, it was, two, three walls. We, yeah. Well, we we found a load-bearing wall, which uh, that's if you walk in the shop and you see the, the big post in the middle of the building that has all the patches on it. That's a, that's a load-bearing wall. Um, that's the the pillar holding the building together, I guess. So don't lean on it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's an old gal. So I remember because when you got your use and occupancy and we started knocking down uh, the walls and stuff, you also 
changed your FFL address. Yeah, yeah, because I had, yep, and we had to. We did the inventory. And so people, and you still had people that had already purchased firearms right. and they were coming to pick it up. And so, like, those you buildings know. get demoed. <laughs> yeah, they, we'd be like, oh, yeah, when can I pick up? We'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you come this day and stuff. And, like, by the, you know, right then we were like appointment only. Yeah. So they'd come in and we would have a fold out table yeah. set up and folding you know, chairs. Folding chairs and be like, okay, well, you can sit down and do your paperwork. And, like, they're looking around and, like, you know, I've never, this is, 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 is this, this legit? legit? <laughs> the, the, the lobby, we had it set up to where it kind of looked like an interrogation room, you know? Yeah. It's like the table had like one chair on one side and like two on the other. And uh, I remember uh, these ladies coming in to do their paperwork. I was like, oh, y'all just sit there. And I'm sitting on the other side of the table, just sitting there watching them do their paperwork. <laughs> and now that I think about it, it probably creeped them out a little bit. It, like, I mean, I guess we you we went into this prepared up to a point, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like all you walk in and everything is like it w- is now. Oh, yeah. Things have changed. I mean, we had, to, we had a freaking couch in there for a while. We had used fixtures. Yeah. That, that didn't match. Right. And were waterlogged on the bottom. Yep. <laughs> and if you bumped them, they would, you know, the. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> what are the, uh, the particle board the, would yeah, like particle fall, <laughs> fall apart. <laughs> like it was yeah. just like chafing or whatever. Yeah. That, was, that was a mess, man. We had folding I got, tables. I got that out uh, out at the dumpster um, behind um, some shopping center. It was just sitting out there, and it was uh, it was it was fine. It wasn't damaged or anything. But then by the time I went and got it, it had rained. <laughs> they was just falling <laughs> apart. But we rocked it. We I'll rocked it for it. a while. Yeah. We got these uh, cheap, small little tablets. And by cheap, I mean super cheap. Oh, like, yeah. The RCA ones from yeah. Walmart. And that's yeah. what we did. You know, everything like looking up prices, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, yep. you know, they freeze up about every other web page you go to. Shut down. The battery wouldn't last. Yeah. They were horrible. And um, then... I went out and bought all those computers and touchscreen stuff, and you know, we painted the building, got it carpeted, put the all new drop ceiling in, and all LED lights, and and uh, oh, then we still had the freaking tables. Yeah. Remember, we still had the folding tables in there for a while. In uh, the old cash register. Yeah. <laughs> well, originally it was just I was doing square on my phone, and then I had a money box. And then Brad got a cash register at some shop. I think it was a tattoo shop or a gun shop or something. And he walked in and they were selling it in there. And he's like, I'll take that. My buddy could use that. And he brings it by. And that's an old one. It almost almost is like you had to like pull a crank to <laughs> <laughs> to open that thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was it was like digital, but the first digital. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the experimental <laughs> digital. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that was uh, that was it, man. Still have that register today. Yeah, yeah. Still can't get rid of it. Yeah, no, nobody wants that thing. Um, if anybody's looking for a register, I'll put it on Marketplace after this show. Yeah, twenty five dollars. I was gonna say ten, but <laughs> well, you know, I got to get my money out of it. You know what I put in it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's been cool watching you know the business grow from where we started because you know, especially being there from the beginning. I mean, you see everything and yeah. I've, I've seen everything and like, it's, it's, it's been fast and ridiculous to see where we started and where we're at now. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
you know, we got our uh, our SOT, so yeah. we're class three selling suppressors and stuff. For those who don't know, yeah, um, uh, we're working on some other really big stuff that we'll get into on a later show and online sales. Yeah, oh, th- dude, that wasn't me though. That was you. That was all you. You got so when I tried, I tried, and I blew so much money trying to get a website up and and sell guns online. I was paying like five different companies to keep this thing going and you did the legwork you did all the research you you made it work and you're running it and and uh that website wouldn't be up uh if it wasn't for you so i appreciate it man anytime and uh and and uh you know anytime somebody emails uh the the website or hits us up on facebook you know you're the guy that they talk to so uh, anybody listen to this now you have a voice to that uh that uh, and a, and a <laughs> to face those, those <laughs> and a face to uh to those messages yeah and the thing is like you're not a businessman oh, no. i'm not a businessman hell no and this has been a total on the job learning and it's, it's yeah. funny because it goes back to you know you as a gunner's mate on yeah. the job yeah i mean it's well you know fake it till you make it man <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's what we tell ourselves every day. Yeah, in the mirror. yeah, yeah. I have a mirror, and it just says, "Keep faking it, man." They'll, and, they'll believe you one of these days. And not to say that you know we haven't struggled along the way. Like it's it's been a huge learning process, and there's been times, you know, failing. There's times of success, and yeah. I mean, I think with any business, you go through that. Oh know. yeah, we've had our ups and downs. You know, from from the get go. You know, and I mean, we've butted heads on you know multiple occasions, oh, yeah. and. And kissed and made up and <laughs> now look, when you when we say butted heads like we used to work together <laughs> oh <man. laughs> and we the fi- the fights that we have gotten into like i mean i i'm pretty sure you <laughs> left me at work one day no no, no you, you you left and then i had found i found a ride because we used to carpool yeah and i found a ride to come pick me up and like you're like you know what you know i only left like a mile away i wasn't gonna leave you there yeah, but you're, already already found, found, and you're like screw you, man. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we always we always come back and. I thought you were gonna talk about the cigarette. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you gotta sit in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> you smell like smoke. <laughs> yeah, neither one of us smoke anymore. So yeah, it's uh, we just vape. No. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Jewel. It's, it's 2019 guys. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, man. So. I mean, nothing, yeah, we never butted heads on anything too serious, but, uh, you know, like, I know, just like you know, like, whenever we come up with an idea, like, I know it's only for the better, you know, for yeah. the good of the company, you know, and I appreciate it. Much love, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, where do you, where do you want to see Gun Monkeys go from here? Well, uh, you know, we picked up Aaron, um, you know, along the way. And uh, our, yeah, www.ftigun.com. Um, and he's an amazing dude, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, we were in uh, ROTC and McDonough together. But he looks like he's probably 20 years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no, maybe like 10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to have him on. We're going to have him on at some yeah. point. So yeah. we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, so we picked him up. He's uh, So he's training all of, our, um, all of our customers and friends and family that need uh, any any firearm training and he does one-on-one stuff he's awesome dude um and uh you know you know brad came along and um you know we got billy um it guy yeah billy's our it guy um he uh 
uh, great guy. He's a career firefighter, prior Marine. Uh, Aaron's a prior Marine, too. Um, Brad's a career fireman with the MPG, you know, so it it's kind of, it, we're all family and yeah. it's uh, the jobs that we've had in our lives have, have kept us in that, that mentality. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be brothers in the jobs that we do. Cause you got, I mean, you gotta trust each other, especially when you're dealing with money and firearms. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta have a hundred percent trust of who you right. trust people to do and what they do. And I mean, you know, yeah, and, and trust anybody there's a, those guys. all of us have family members that we would never do this with. I mean, we're closer, like, like we, we trust each other more than we do with some of our own family members. And, and we all have, we all <laughs> have them. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, you know, we're, we're a pretty, pretty tight family here, you know, um, you know, I don't really, I don't ever go out and say it, but you know, it's a, uh, you know, I appreciate that everybody's supporting a local business, mm-hmm. uh, veteran-owned, operated business. You know, and when I say operated, I mean it's veterans in there. You know, busting their ass every day. Yep. So, um, you know, shout out to my guys, man. They they kick ass. You know, we wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for them. So for uh, those listening, you know, our, you can check us out on the web at gmarmory.com yeah. or on Facebook, Instagram. Or 606 Charles Street, LaPlea, Maryland, 20646. Yeah. You know, right. come by, see what's going on. We're always trying to, you know, come up with, you know, different things to, you know, reach our customers and stuff. And that's what this whole, you know, podcast is kind of came out of is, you know, outside of the gun shop, you know, not just limited to like, you know, we're not just going to go on here and talk about guns. It's, we're going to talk about life and stuff like that. And we wanted to, you know, get beyond beyond the store. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I mean, you heard in the intro, you know, we want to talk about uh, Gun Monkeys Nation, which, uh, you know, we have so much stuff going on outside the shop, you know, with, uh, you know, the different teams that we sponsor to the shooters. We we have competitive shooters that we sponsor and uh, our race car. You know, we have a race car down at MIR. It's uh, finishing up our last race of the season is going to be in October. So it was a it was a good year. Um, And uh you know, and we're moving on to, to even bigger stuff. So, um, like, like I said, that we'll get into on, on later shows and everything. And, and, uh, and part of gun monkeys nation isn't just us. It's also, you know, everybody, fa- everybody that that's fans of gun monkeys armory and gun monkeys nation and, and guys out there hunting and having, you know, um, like, you know, doing uh, review videos and tactical video training videos and stuff like that. And, and other veteran-owned local businesses like One Nation and FTI, and and uh, get them in here, and and uh, some you know other guys that you know we consider you know our heroes that we're gonna we're gonna have in here on the show. Well, you know it's been uh, it's been a good I think it's been a good first podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. I I I told you at the beginning, dude. I, I don't think I could sit here and talk about myself this long. Well, <laughs> Guess what? We're gonna have to cut some of it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, thanks for listening and uh, catch us on the next episode. All righty. All right, guys. Have a good night.